0: what's going on episode 85 of come lose it with me matt duncan lose your mind lose some weight want to get rid of them cankles we're gonna lose it you want to fucking get rid of some of that belly lose it if you just want to you just want to love yourself that's good too there's no judgment here whatever shape or form you're in you know how it works here This is the only, if this is your first time, this is the only fast food, pro fast food fitness podcast in the fitness business. Okay, folks? And I'm proud of that. I'm probably one of the only fitness podcasts, too, that had a weight loss goal and hasn't been able to hit it in over a decade. (laughs) Yes, sir. It's almost been 10 years of this pod. It's been about nine we all know about the hiatus we won't talk about that but during that time I had a very simple weight loss goal and I clearly can't hit it and and I stopped beating myself up about it but you know I'm just trying to live a happier life I'm trying to find that happy with myself that I've never been so I'm making little adjustments you know I'm not I'm not gonna fucking wake up and be Brad Pitt one day or you know I'm I'm almost 40 for God's sake. You know how hard it is to maintain abs if you're not, you know, genetically inherent to having abs in your 40s? Very difficult. Very difficult thing to achieve. not saying that I want abs. I just kind of want to slimmer down a bit. I want to drop a couple of sizes. That's all. I'm going to because we're going to talk about it in the fitness update. Got some different things that I am trying to do that I've added to my routine. But you know, before we get to that, th- th- this is a mental thing that I need to talk about that I have achieved. I've achieved some mental weight being taken off of my brain. And that is after 15 years, I finally deactivated. My Facebook account. Yes, I know it sounds pretty ridiculous. Why are you so proud of that? So many people have done it. My wife has been off it for years, but I have to keep it for my other podcast, the one that you know as the Confederacy of Dunks, because we have uh, many different guests every week and we got to have them. It, it, people still have Facebook Messenger. So I didn't realize, I thought it was just kind of a weird glitch that some friends way back who who got rid of their Facebook we still able to use messenger, but I thought it was just kind of a, you know, I, I didn't think it was legit. I thought it was just something you're kind of stuck with. Uh, maybe it was back then, but now you can deactivate and it gives you the option where it says like, do you want to delete this shit permanently or do you just want to deactivate, get rid of your profile? And keep messenger. So yes, I'm keeping messenger for now, but that's it. And the good thing about it too, is that I cannot see people's profiles anymore because through messenger, you can click on people's profiles and you can still kind of see them. You could take a peek into that yearbook, see what everyone's yearbooks doing. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm done with that. I, I hate it. I hope I hope Facebook hope fucking meta. I hope the whole thing explodes. You know how I feel about social media. I hate that I have to engage in it for my other podcasts. I fucking hate it. I hate it. And one day I'll be off all of it. One day it'll just be beautiful. But in the meantime, Facebook officially done. So, you know, people won't have to add me and wonder why I'm not adding all that shit. Tagging me, whatever. I'm not, I'm not on it. And I'm fucking happy about that, and yes, I'm still on Instagram. Yes, I'm still on Messenger. I get it. I know all this shit about the fucking well, they're all owned by fucking Meta, but at least I'm you know I'm I'm shedding it away. I'm shedding all this shit away. Hopefully, I don't join TikTok because you know I just did a I just did an audition and I used green screen for the first time and uh, I kind of liked it. Kind of liked it, and I kind of like making little movies and stuff with green screen. So, uh, who knows? Who knows? I might just, you know, find a different cocaine, a cocaine that's blue. That's the TikTok color. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. You know what I cannot believe? I don't know if we've talked about this before, but we know, we got some, we got some kooks incoming with the federal party in Canada. If you're, if you're, I know I got a lot of American people here, and you guys are worried about Trump. You're worried about that fucking MAGA shit. But well, we've got our own guy, this Ver guy who's going to probably be the the head of the Conservative Party, and he's just a fucking populist bullshit motherfucker. He's going to be, you know, no mandates, none of this, all about freedom and all this shit. He's full of crap. He's full of fucking crap. He's going to pull us out of the Kyoto Accord if he becomes prime minister. We're going to be like, more. we'll do more pollution here than fucking Beijing. You wait when that fucker comes into power. And then, you know... It's really tough. There's some people because you know I don't like see I don't follow these people, these fucking kooks, these these anti you know vaccine people and so I, I try not to follow them because they're fucking nuts and they think that they know everything and they've done the right research and everything, but they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And you know, if you take me to 2002 and I'm watching the fucking Winter Olympics and I'm seeing Jamie Soleil, you know, do that. Beautiful rendition with her husband, David Pelletier, and and to get robbed of the gold and everything else. The conspiracy there. Oh, my God. The, that's where it probably started for her when that was taken away and then given back. And then they had to share it. And, you know, Jamie Soleil, you know, her if you don't remember, her eyes are exactly close together like a cyclops. And she is completely fucking nuts now. She's all anti-vax. She's all freedom. Freedom and anti-vax. You know, this is the thing that's really bothering me. Is like this, like, hey, you can't tell me what to do with my body. But they support, you know, uh, getting rid of... Abortions and stuff like that. It's just it's a little crazy here, folks. But I'll give you a little bit of an analogy because I don't know what it is about these people that can't understand what COVID or a plague or a disease that's a pandemic or endemic actually is. So, you know, for the American listeners, I know you guys love your guns. Just to just picture that, you know, you've caught this this disease, you've caught this terrible cold, as you guys all think it is now and what happens is all these little tiny guns start popping out of your skin, all over your body all these little tiny cute guns something, you know, a miniature version of what you'd buy at the grocery store in America or whatever, you know, at your fucking Whole Foods I don't know, but these little tiny guns, okay, and they, they pop up out of your skin and then they just start shooting pa, 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 pa they're shooting like crazy, these little guns and then, as you get closer to people, you're in closer contact. These bullets are going to hit the other person. Now, the problem with these bullets is they're contagious. So these bullets will then breed more of these little guns on the next person, right? And if you don't have a vaccine in you, now you're those bullets are going to be a lot stronger. They're going to be like hollow point, okay? So you know, if you're if you're vaccinated, there's a good chance it'll be a little bit tougher to spread this thing, okay? That's at least what we're going on here. That's what we're trying to believe. The scientists are saying. And the problem is, is that with the you know the next person gets these little guns going off, right? Bam, ba, bam, bam, bam. And then one, you know, every once in a while, you know, people can uh, survive these gunshot wounds and they'll be okay. They might be a little bit slower. They might, you know, might take out a piece of their lung, so you know they're gonna feel a little long COVID or something for a bit. But you know, some people are gonna take the bullet and it's gonna go right to their fucking head, okay, and it's gonna kill them. Right, because these are the little bullets. So the reason that there's all these mandates and stuff is just to stop to get those little guns from going off. Because you are a walking gun show, okay? So if you are getting something into your body and it's shooting guns everywhere you go, then you are—it's a public health risk, right? So we, we're trying to stop that, so we can go back to not having. These type of guns popping out of her skin Just the regular kind Like colds, the the flu Which you know, you can take your your flu shot And hope to get the right strain I think I'm going to get this year So anyway, I hope this gun analogy really worked Because it doesn't seem like anything else And if you look in that one big eye That Jamie Soleil has In her kooky fucking head You're going to see that uh, behind those eyes Is not much of a fucking brain Not much of a fucking brain Ah, God, you know, some other weird stuff in this opening turd. Let me just talk about this. Did you guys ever see the movie fucking Powder when you were a kid? I did. I don't really remember what it was. I remember it was about like an albino guy. He was, was, you know, uh, very white, very powdery looking. And I think, you know, lightning had a little thing for him. It was always kind of hunting him down. And, you know, he'd get teased and stuff because he looked strange. And then eventually... I think in the end he gets hit by this lightning and he's just disappears. He's gone. Perhaps he's one with the lightning. I don't know. I don't know. But I read about like something came up with, with Francis Ford Coppola, the great Francis Ford Coppola. And I saw a response and was like, yeah, this guy, uh, yeah, let's support this guy who, you know, got a PETA out of jail or like he saved him from getting more time and stuff. I was like, What? Francis Ford Coppola. I didn't know this. What? What did Francis? Who is this pedo that Francis Ford Coppola helped? And sure enough, it was the writer for Powder. And then I like looked him up, and the writer for Powder before Powder was ever made. So this think of think about this fella trying to get this movie made in this day and age. He got this made in like what the mid nineties. This was like ten or so years after he raped a twelve year old boy and went to jail for it. And I read a comment from him, and it said that like powder is kind of he was inspired to write powder based on what it was like for him in jail because you know they don't take well to pedos in jail, and he was taunted and you know teased and alienated <laughs> stuff. So, the idea of this already weird movie is about the plight of a pedo in jail being attacked and teased by other inmates. I just can't. And then Francis Ford Coppola on top of it is like going to bat for this guy. It's just so wild. It's so wild. So just, you know, the next, if you haven't watched powder or you're doing a rewatch, cause you know, maybe I'm ready for a rewatch of this, the, uh, it is uh, loosely tied to a pedo's experience in jail. Uh, and the last, the last thing before we get to some birthdays here. Oh my God. if you're if you're in Canada, uh, you probably are hearing about this in America. yo shout out to my South African listeners, my Moroccans, my Russians, my Chinese. If you know what's going on with this, you know Lisa Laflemme was a big newscaster here. she's she got fired. And there's all this talk about it's because of her gray fucking hair. And then fucking Wendy's. Now, I got to talk about this because, you know, it's a pro fast food podcast. You know, this is a pro fa- fast food podcast. Wendy's made the the Wendy's girl have gray hair, which is like a weird. It's like a nice thought, but it's so empty handed. and stupid. And it's like you're putting gray hair on this child logo Like you're, you're, you're Wendy's girl's a child and now she's got gray hair. And you know what? I don't, you know, I don't want to tie it together with the way powder got treated. But if Wendy's going into grade two or three and she's got gray hair like that, wearing that fucking dress and everything else, she's probably going to get teased a little bit. So, you know, maybe ask, maybe I can ask the Wendy's girl. What's her name? Becky. I don't even, oh, it's Wendy. (laughs) It's Wendy. What's the Wendy's girl name? What the fuck? Oh my god, you know, it's just it, It's uh, it's the times we're in, folks uh, the, Yeah, you heard me ask What is the Wendy girl's name? I am smarter than I look But you know who's not smart? My birthday We got some huge fucking birthdays today Like, not actually huge, I lied Not Not huge, but we do got Charlie Sheen in there September 3rd, Charlie Sheen, he's fucking 57. Remember all the shit he put us through with his fucking tiger blood and all this shit, and then we found out later that he was kind of dealing with an HIV diagnosis that made him go nuts? Like, that was a big part of it, that's why he was looking so gaunt at the time. Like, I mean, he's fucked up on drugs and everything else, but it changes that a little bit. But I can't believe, how, it was like 12 years ago that shit happened. Doesn't it kind of always feel like it should be five years behind? Noah Baumbach is fifty-three, the director. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be heady. You gotta be into his stuff. I like it, but you know, every time you you approach a Noah Baumbach, you better have your goddamn brow frowned a little bit, okay? Um, Who else we got here? Kaya Gerber. Uh, Kaya Gerber. She's twenty-one. Oh, oh, that's Cindy Crawford's daughter Kaya Gerber and don't forget that her dad Papa Gerber made uh, made the tequila with George Clooney Casamigos, a very good tequila if you're a tequila fan you really gotta check out Kaya Gerber's Dad's tequila. She will never. I don't know if she's a model like her ma, or if she's going to be a, uh, an entrepreneur like our dad, but she's never ever going to fucking pay for tequila in her life. And good tequila, mind you. Good tequila. Don't forget, you got to go down to Tequila in Mexico to make it. You can't fucking make it up here, or it ain't tequila, folks. Steve Sharipa. Sharipa. You, you know him, you know, if there's one word to, to do an impression of if him on The Sopranos, Junior. That's it, 64. The big fella's 64, it's tough. We're losing the soprano actors more and more every day. It's scaring me amazingly. The fuck guy played Junior is still alive. He's like fucking 98, still going. And, And you know, God bless him, God bless him to hell. Uh, who else we got? Maria Bamford's 52. She's a stand-up comedian. I don't know if you know her. I think I saw her at the Comedy Bar in Toronto many, many years ago. And she's very, very funny. Uh, you know, Merritt Buttrick. Buttrick died in 1989, but it would have been his birthday today. <laughs> he, he was uh, only 30 years old. Weird to see someone born in 1959 only make it to 89 and still only be 30 god jesus you know it's hard to keep track of all this stuff i don't know who he is he looks kind of uh a little bit i like his name what can i say he was in star trek he was david in the star trek movies you know david oh he had like a little rat tail i like it What else we got? Uh, let's go to the entertainment news. Let's go to the entertainment news. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings came out last year. On this day, you know, Simu Liu, He he's uh, from Kim's Convenience here in Canada. And my friend once tweeted about how Kim's Convenience sucked. And, and Simu Liu got back to him and was like, why don't you just give it a shot? He fucking actually was like... Following k- convenience news and shit, and he tweeted back at my friend. It was like, "Fuck you, man! It's good." And we're like, "I don't know, man. It's kind of shit. It's kind of shit." Fitness update. Okay, guys, fitness update. We're keeping this thing fucking going here, folks. Okay, my fitness update. This is what. Okay, listen. Okay, listen. This is what I've been doing. I'm trying to get back into... Trying to get back into... (laughs) I mean, from like a a human standpoint. Not something that I did as as an exercise. But I'm trying to walk more. One of my favorite comedians, David Mitchell, from the show Peep Show. If you haven't seen Peep Show, you should check it out. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. But I read his memoir years ago called Backstory. And it was about his life, but it was also... About his bad back. So he's going through his life, but at the time, he figured he did all these different things. He went to doctors. His back was fucking crazy. And the one thing that corrected it and made it better for him was he just started walking. He started fucking walking, and that's what... So throughout the, throughout the, the memoirs, him just walking around London you know and then going into his life. So, you know, it's a nice little uh, biography gimmick if I may say. And especially the back, the back has been a big part of his his life. You know, when you have back problems, man, it takes up a lot of space in your fucking life. It does. It just does. So, I've had some back issues. You know, I still got this tricky leg. I got this tricky quad. I don't know what's going on. It's so tight. I think it's like the sitting and the, I don't know, this the, the exercise bike. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But anyways so I said, you know what? I got my I got this little health book now. I keep track of all the kilometers I do on my stationary bike. The kilometers I walk on when I'm going outside, I also keep trap of a little garbage log of like when I eat fast food or pizza or something like that. So I can see the date and go, oh, okay, I had a Big Mac on this day. Okay, it's been a month or something like that. You know, like just, it, it, I this is how I work. I got to have all these little reminders that I can go over. And I, I like to do it in in a soft book, if I can get a nice soft shelled book that's that's got a little bookmarky tag in it, and uh, I'm I'm halfway home here, folks. So I'm I'm walking, and I think of like the last seven days or so, I've walked six days, and I'm averaging about three kilometers a day. You know, I'm just, I'm going out at night after work. Sometimes I'm going midday. I'm gonna go for maybe a little walk. It's a little hot out there today. It's a little hot out today. I don't know if I'm going to my college or not. It is the long weekend. It is Labor Day long weekend, and I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna go because it is getting late, and I just don't feel like it. So I think I'm going to stay in. I think, uh, I think I'm think i going to stay in, but I'm going to go for that walk again today. You know, I, th- there's a lot of anxiety and stuff tied into walking for me now. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic and being stuck at home and never leaving and being so comfortable in my own little cocoon here that I, I start to get anxious when I walk and, you know, I get far from home or I don't know what it is. It's like it never happened to me before. And it's happened throughout the pandemic. You know, so I'm trying to remember that like walking is your fucking best feature that you have to get anywhere. You gotta turtle that shit. You can walk across the country no problem for free. So I'm trying to get back into it because I used to walk like a motherfucker when I was in the city. But now that I live in the burbs, everybody's just kind of walking in circles here because there's no like community place to go and, you know, stop for a coffee or get some dessert or get a fucking croissant or get a you know, like there's, there's not that nearby. There's only like one specific spot, but it's like, everybody's driving into it or, you know, it's not exactly walkable for me. Not like it was in the city, but the nice thing that we do have here is we have a lot of quiet streets, Quiet, quiet, quiet. So, like, you go for a walk at night, and it's just, like, very nice. Really enjoy doing that. Still get a little bit of the anxiety. Had a little bit for the first time last night. Took a big hill. I'm trying to conquer some of the big hills where I live. And, you know, it's just, like, you get to it's, – it's fucking steep. It fucking gets the heart going. And you're like, oh, fuck. And, you know, I got to fucking talk myself down because everything in life is just unnatural. Everything's unnatural for me, for fuck's sake. So that is something I'm working on. I'm still doing the bike. Sometimes I do a walk, come do the bike. I'm getting back into the weights and stuff like that. But yeah, like very, very minimally, I'm just trying to get a walk in every day if I don't do anything else. And I think it's gonna really help. And and, uh, sorry, uh, going back to David Mitchell, the comedian in his book, he started to lose weight just because he was walking. And I noticed it on the show. And I was like, wow, he's looking really good. Cause he looked like a guy that only ate deep fried foods in London, like fucking chips and fish and cottage log. And <laughs> you know. he had, he had that look, He did not look healthy the first few seasons. And then he started to like, look like he was losing, you know, he looked good. He looked good. You know, I'm not saying that he overweight doesn't look good. I'm just, he, he wasn't looking healthy. There's a lot of big people that look healthy. Yeah, but this guy did not. And he wasn't even that big, you know, it just kind of seemed like, Oh, you're, you're not looking good. And he didn't really change anything about his diet. He just started walking like a fucking maniac. So walking, great way to lose weight without having to think about it. You put on a podcast, you get lost on it. It's fucking fascinating. It's fucking beautiful, babe. So that's what's going on with me in the fitness. I haven't stepped on the scale yet. I don't want to get discouraged. By that, but I think that I'm going to be on my way and things are going to get pretty fucking good. I'm starting to feel, I don't know, a little positive. Health, health news. News that is health related. Okay, let's go through a couple of articles that I found. One is a real tit slapper, <laughs> like, you know, dumb. You know, like it's one of the seven signs kind of articles, but I think it's good just for people to think about because I think about this a lot when I'm dehydrated. Am I dehydrated? You know, some days I don't drink water and I'm like fucking just yeah, I'm feeling really fucked up by the end of the day. I'm uh, feeling foggy. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling a bit like nauseous. It's like, and you know, I, really, I talked to a friend about it and he said like, yeah, like if I don't have enough water, it really fucks with me. And like later in the day, like I just can't focus and whatnot. So I found this article on Real Simple, okay? Now, you know, Real Simple, it's just a little health magazine. And it's just some things to consider, you know, like if you're experiencing any of these, maybe maybe you're dehydrated, Okay. Number one, you may hey you have bad breath. Okay, bad breath has many causes, and but one of them is dehydration, and that's because there's a saliva, and saliva has antibacterial properties. So if you're not producing enough saliva because you're not drinking enough water, then uh, that bacteria is going to grow in your mouth, right? So you you know when you're dehydrated, you, your salivary production goes down. You you get it, right? You get it. There's many reasons why it could be. You gotta, hey, you gotta brush your teeth. You gotta brush that tongue. But, you know, some people uh, don't eat enough, uh, but uh, bad breath uh, dehydration can be one of them. You're not drinking enough water. Uh, Two, you feel hungry. I do get this one. I do get these fucking pangs sometimes. Um, You know, sometimes when I'm working through the day and it's like, oh, I need to eat something when I haven't had much water. And really, it's just my body craving water. You know, of course, you're going to be hungry. And, you know, in that case, you you need to replenish yourself. But... You know, if you're having certain cravings, often for salty foods, it's because you're thirsty. Three, your head's pounding. Okay, you got that bad headache. I get this a lot. I remember reading somewhere that there's like, oh, it's like your body's going to the brain for water now. It's like squeezing it out like a sponge. I don't know if that's true. They really don't understand, but there is a working theory that uh, pain receptors in the brain are attached to the meninges, and that uh, you know there's layers that protect your brain, and uh, being dehydrated can cause the fluid to shift out of the brain, putting pressure on the meninges and stimulating the pain receptors. So that's kind of why they think you get headaches Not Cause it's, I mean, I guess I was kind of right. It's like transferring fluid out, but it's not exactly squeezing it like a sponge into your belly uh, Four, your focus is off. You get this a lot. See, you've talked about this at night. You're feeling sluggish. You can't fucking focus on shit. You just drink some fucking water. It's like a, it's like a Adderall light, baby. And uh, another one, constipated. Yeah, if you're not drinking enough water, you, you need that fucking water. God, you just got to drink it, okay? Because you get constipated from dehydration and then you're, you're pushing a loaf out there and it's just not going anywhere. It's not good. I don't know. A lot of people fucking get constipated apparently and like only go a few times a week or something. That's fucking crazy to me. I don't fucking know. Well, I'm a, I'm a person who takes psyllium though. Uh, you know, mood. You're grumpy. You're you feeling a bit grumpy. You you think you're hangry. You're just, uh, you know, uh, thangry. You're thangry a little bit. Don't be thangry, okay? Make sure, are you hangry? Are you thangry? I don't know. I don't know. So you got to make sure that, you know, <laughs> if you're, if you're drinking enough water and you're grumpy, then maybe you're just fucking grumpy. Hey, hey, it's okay to be grumpy sometimes. And the the last one I'll say is that your skin feels a little less elastic. So, you know, a good way to test if you're dehydrated apparently is to just, you know, pinch your skin on your hand. And when you release it, does it go back or does it kind of slowly go back? And if you're hydrated it should snap right back into place immediately and if not if it's like some slow fucking putty going back jesus christ please drink some water okay so yeah we got to get more water in us problem is we're apparently running out of water uh keep your eyes on california they are in a fucking major issue there they've got a major drought coming they're gonna be you know apparently cutting off the water and shit for people just to conserve pretty fucked up You know, it's like, I don't know, what am I supposed to go make it there? If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. I better bring my own fucking water from Canada. I better get a fucking giant tube, a big fucking tube running from Ontario, away from the fucking Great Lakes, eh? Fucking right to fucking L.A., eh? right to the place I'm renting, eh? Fuck it, eh? Yeah. Then the next thing is, uh, you know, a bit of a scary situation. But this always worries me. This always fucking worries me when I go to restaurants. Especially, you know, like I love, I love little fucking creepy, weird restaurants and, you hear that they're good and they might be a little dingy looking or something, but you know, they don't kill anybody. But uh, this place in Markham, Ontario apparently did. It had aconite powder in in the food and a bunch of people were getting like heart arrhythmias, had to go to the hospital. A bunch of people were in in critical condition. They were in the ICU from a tainted sand ginger powder that was uh, purchased some, you know, at some market or something. And I guess it was put into a chicken dish. And a lot of people got sick. And it's like, uh, it comes from like a plant called like monk's monkshood. It's a common name for a plant called aconitum, I think. Uh, aconitum, aconitum. The root of which looks very similar to the ginger root and contains a the, the toxin aconitinine. Uh, aconitinine. Ac- ac-9, ac-9, <laughs> And that can cause nausea, vomiting, dizziness, weakness, irregular ventricle contractions, and in severe cases, death. So nobody has died from this, but pretty fucking scary. I don't want to get any of that fucking aconite in me. No aconite, please. No aconite in the fucking chicken, please. I don't want any of the fucking aconite. I don't want any of that. All right. God, you know, just give me the regular food poisoning where I just shit for weeks. Water. And speaking of which, I'll just move on. As a warning for people, uh, you know we we're trying to. My wife, my wife made brownies, and you know she's trying to, at times, use alternatives to sugar because you know sugar's not good for you. So there's one thing called xylitol, and it's very expensive, but you can put it in your baked goods, and it makes it sweet, and and it's not bad. You know we've had it for years; it's been fine. But I guess this one time she put a little bit too much xylitol, and you gotta be real fucking careful about how much you, of xylitol you're putting in your fucking brownies here because she put them in the fucking brownies. And that night we were both on the toilet all night. And I was like, is it the fucking, I like, you know, I made these like vegetarian burritos. I was like, is it the beans or something? What the fuck? She's like, is the can dented on the beans? I'm like, I don't know. I go, let me go check the can. Can's fine. But when she made these brownies and we had them after and and sure enough, you know, uh, a few days later tested again, diarrhea. So yeah, be careful with the xylitol. If you're baking with it, it apparently does and can cause diarrhea. It just it's a laxative. So <laughs> so if you are having some issues though, you got that constipation from the dehydration or whatever, just fucking lump in some xylitol into those fucking brownies, and you're gonna have a fucking you're you're gonna you're gonna be old faithful on there, babe. okay so like i've been watching a lot of dark stuff a lot of dark stuff on the int- on the internet not on the internet on, on just streamers you know it's it sounds a little different if you say oh i watch dark things on the internet oh like what oh no sorry like netflix and, and crave tv uh just docs <laughs> you know yeah i don't i don't uh, i don't watch fucked up things like people killing cats or anything like that stuff no no i'm not into that unless there's a doc about it then i'll watch that yeah uh, uh, don't fuck with cats you know but yeah, so I've been watching, you know, I was a big fan of the uh, Dark Side of Wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan. I had a friend who worked as part of the crew on this VICE show that's on Crave in Canada called Dark Side of Wrestling and it was really cool just to learn how fucked up all these wrestlers are. None of them have a good story. It seems like they're they're all used as like monkeys and I don't get paid enough and do steroids and their hearts give out and drugs and da? da, 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 da. But, but it was, it was really well done. And uh, shout out to Dan to who did a fantastic job uh, as part of the DP team there. Uh, and, uh, so now they uh, vice is doing a new one called the dark side of comedy. So I've been watching that. I think you guys should check it out. The first episode was about Chris Farley, one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, it gives you a bit of a surface layer of his, you know, his life and his downfall and, and what happened to him but then you know also uh, it goes on to andrew dice clay i mean you know you kind of learn about his like misogynist character that he did in his, his arenas and concerts and how it kind of was like a it really brought out a lot of homophobia and racism in white men and, and made them proud and loud and look at where we are today with all the maga shit so i never you know i was too young for for his his act to really you know i've only seen the clips and stuff and it's i don't find him funny at all, and it's just like a dumb character. I don't think he's funny at all. I think he's an okay actor, though. Uh, but so, anyways, goes into that. Goes into Roseanne. Cool, cool fucking thing. You know, I like love the dark shit, dark side of comedy. I watch this fuck. You know, it's you know what's really nice about the Amazon docs. There's they have like lots of little forty-five minute docs. There's a great one on the Be- Beirut explosion. That happened a couple years ago, which was fucking crazy. I remember seeing clips of that where, you know, they were just keeping like ammonium nitrate in a fucking warehouse on a dock and they tried for years to get rid of it. And the government was just like, ah, fucking Well, whatever. And then uh, for some reason there was also fireworks being stored there. Like that seems a bit fucking crazy, right? Fireworks being stored with with this ammonium nitrate or whatever. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it, you know, it, it was bad stuff. And then it exploded like a fucking atom bomb. And because we live in this age, it was caught on a million different phones. And holy fuck, it, it, that would be really fucking scary. Just feeling that fucking shockwave go through. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, anyway, 45 minute doc, you know, you're in, you're out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the last doc I'll, I'll, say, you know, like I'm watching the army hammer one right now, not loving it. You know, it's, it's the pacing's not very good. It, you know, it's getting into how fucked up army hammers family is and stuff like that. And especially him and his ropes and everything else. And his rape, <laughs> he's, he's selling timeshares now. <laughs> so I don't know. He's probably watch. He's going to do his fucking timeshare, sell some timeshares. He's going home he's watching this now, but yeah, it's I don't know. Something feels really fucked up about it, and it's coming out that maybe not all the the survivors were really on you know on board with having the shit exploited, which is kind of fucked up. So anyway, you know, but that's that's what that's what you get when you're into the dark docs. I did watch this one called The Anarchists or something. It's uh, about these anarchists that moved to Acapulco from America in you know, say 10 years ago or something like that. And they're just trying to like rebuild their own anarchist community in Acapulco. And they think that Mexico is a failed state. So it's the perfect place to begin. And, you know, you can go and watch it. It just feels like another doc where it's like flat earthers. It's just like, uh, they're just people that want a community. They're just like outcasts, weirdos, They're running from the law for some people. You know, it's like they're weirdos, and they just don't – they're tired of the system or whatever. That's really what it is. They're just fucking – they're weirdos. Uh, It was okay. It was okay. I will say just be prepared. At one point, they will show you a very jaundiced man on his deathbed, and it's horrible. It really fucking bothered me, and it's still kind of burned in my head. This yellow butter man just – Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. So just be prepared for that if you want to see like an ultra jaundiced like a man with no liver at this point. It was just not it was not to my liking. But the last thing I'll talk about, I got to talk about the PMG. You know who the fucking PMG is? He's the postmaster but uh, not the postmaster. He's the plug master general, that's right. Elon Musk Elon Musk and this guy, this guy, this guy is so full of shit. He's such a good con artist, though, with his cars and his business and stuff that he bought, the Tesla business, like they don't sell, they sell like 200,000 cars or 300,000 cars a year. That's it. That's all they sell. And they survive on these government credits for them being uh, e-cars or, you know, electronic cars crazy to see that California by the way they're like putting into law that like you cannot buy new gasoline cars soon anymore you can only buy electric cars that's fucking crazy that's a big deal I just hope that I would love an electric car just hope that they make them more affordable you know because they're they're so expensive but yeah I know you got to take into consideration the gas and whatnot back to fucking postmaster fucking plug (laughs) postmaster plug Oh, Jesus Christ. So he's saying that there's going to be a million people on Mars by 2050. That's uh, ah, it's just a shade under 25 years. A million people on Mars, he thinks, is going to happen. Do you think that motherfucker? Now, you know he'll be way too old to go. He won't go. He wouldn't go if he could go tomorrow, if it was all fucking ready to go. There's no fucking way we're getting a million people to Mars, ever, Okay. I don't understand the obsession with fucking going to Mars. There's no atmosphere. Can't breathe the atmosphere. There's no resources. So it's like, we got to like come with a bunch of shit to be able to fucking live there and grow food and hopefully not get sick and need medical attention. And, you know, things that, you know, it's like, we can't, you can't say time out and get someone to come and help. And a great doc. Doc called Spaceship Earth came out a couple of years ago. You should watch that because there was something called Biosphere 2. Biosphere 2 was an experiment that they did and it's like, you know, they they created that that planetary uh planetarium, whatever the fuck you want to call it, world like and they they locked eight people in for 2 years to see if they could live in there without you know, oxygen being pumped in and stuff like that. Could they grow crops? It was very cool to see. And it kind of came from a very hippie-ish beginning where these people like built a ship and sailed around the world, which is pretty fucking cool. They're like smart hippies. They were smart hippies in the 60s. But then this this project became uh, came along later and you can just see why it didn't fucking work. Okay, they, they immediately, like, someone gets hurt. They got to leave the fucking bubble to get, like, surgery. The experiment is over. It's dead because you can't do that on fucking Mars. And then the fuck, they couldn't control the oxygen, and the carbon dioxide. Okay? And you could see, like, the carbon dioxide is getting too high. They're getting sluggish and slow. They can't fucking exercise. They can, like, They one guy's saying, like, we got to learn, like, intense yoga so we're not breathing as much. Like, oh, my God. And then they fucking finally said, fuck it. Let's just pump oxygen in for these guys so they can at least just continue, you know. You know, it's like one of those experiments where like eight people are get crammed into a hatchback and the last person standing gets to keep the car for charity. You know, some st- that's what it turned into because it, it's... It was kind of pointless at that point because they, as soon as they started pumping oxygen into that fucking place, they were dancing and running around and oh, they were fucking having a great time fucking eating their beets and whatnot. But yeah, it just showed. Well, what the fuck are you going to do on Mars? Oh, we'll send you a tank. It'll be there in eight months. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't explode when it gets like exposed to the, the solar radiation that you have to drive through. Hopefully it's not ir- irradiated oxygen. Fucking, fucking idiot! This guy—he's just a fucking all the shit. I knew when he fucking said he was going to buy Twitter, he was going to back out. He's so full of shit, and he's just going to keep having kids because he says we're running. You know we're not. Oh, fuck him! Fuck him! Fuck Elon Musk! I don't know. What do you think? You think that's enough? You think that's enough? Okay, listen. Before I end the podcast, to say that next week I'm going on holidays. I'm going up. To my wife's cottage. You know, I've recorded up there before, and I'm thinking about doing it again. And possibly there is a a vegan correspondent coming up to join. So maybe I'll get him in on the podcast and we'll just do a nice kind of cottage laid back thing. And you know, I'll fucking edit all the shit in later. But you know, we'll just kind of keep it chatty Mugatti. You know, we'll keep that chatter chatterouy. What do you think? All right, guys. That's it. 85. We're getting closer to that 100. What are we going to do? Are we going to rent out the fucking Massey Hall or some shit? What am I going to do? I'm going to get Hal Johnson, Joanne McLeod. What am I going to do? Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe on all your fucking things and and, uh, enjoy the Labor Day weekend, folks you dare fucking wear white